Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, joined by my good buddy, Brenton Eckersley down in Australia to break down this wonderful Monday, September 7th slate for you guys. So uh, we got some good games to jump into. But, Brett, my good buddy over there, how are we doing? How was your weekend? Yeah, good, man. Really good. It's uh, Father's Day here yesterday, so that's different to the States. But, um, yeah, it's good. Got to hang out with my two boys and my mum. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a nice afternoon. What is uh so? What does that entail? Is that like a, a nice little brunch, a lunch, uh, nice little yeah. spread? Did you did you put them uh, to work? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, think I that's didn't have to do anything. Uh, one of my sons is nineteen, and he's out on his own with his girlfriend now, which is awesome. And they put together a nice spread for us. I think it's the first time they've entertained, so they did a, a an amazing job. Uh, and I came home uh, and had a nap very quickly as soon as I got home. I was ready for it. That is, uh, that sounds wonderful, man. <laughs> if I could, if I could draw up a better day, somebody make me a nice little spread, and then I get to come home and take a nap. Uh, that's the way. I, that's the way I would draw it up. But how about you, man? Uh, How's your weekend? My weekend was good. Uh, I, you know, I spent some. I spent some. I actually, you know, extended weekend. Um, I have Monday off from work, so that is today. We're recording this night before, so I have tomorrow off from work uh, oh, yes. due to the holiday uh, over here in the states. But what, what's uh, the holiday? Uh, to be honest, uh, I believe Memorial Day. Memorial Day, right. Yeah, Memorial Day. Uh, I'm blanking out, and it's terrible. Uh, I just know I'm going to take the day I feel like a child. I feel like a child right now. It's like, I just know I don't have school. I don't, you know, I don't care. It snowed. I don't, whether it's an inch, seven, eight, nine, whatever it may be. Uh, That might be something else you're not used to over there. Does it snow in Australia? Ever? It does, it does, but not in South Australia. It, okay. it's, it'll snow more in Victoria, which is the next state over to the east in the in the mountain ranges there. So you can go skiing there. Um, you don't get much of that in SA. If if you get snow here, it's like once in a forty year cycle kind of oh. thing. So. Oh wow, yeah. No, we uh, we where I'm from, we get a, a little more often than that. I think we had one uh, one one storm about four or five years ago where we got about six feet of it. Whoa. So, it, it comes down, you know, and the next day it's sunny, but both, both solid weekends. So I, yeah, I just spent some time with the family, you know, uh, a couple some good time with the friends, uh, you know, a little fancy football. I actually got some drafts coming up. So I knocked out one of those, but I'm doing well, man, too, on my slate. So that's, that's the most exciting news. That's what we should be talking about and excited to talk about is that, uh, I've been crushing it. I don't like to toot my own horn or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to do. But no, for some you reason, said that last time we spoke, you'd been you've been killing it. Has that continued? 
Um, I'm, you know, looking at it right now, I got a lot of Laker exposure. Uh, I played way more LeBron than I did uh, Anthony Davis uh, at the beginning of the night. That's doing well. I played a ton of Kyle Kuzma, who has about 18, you know, DK points with, you know, six minutes, 650 left in the third quarter. Um, so he, you know, he's hit me the value. I had some, some good old Jay Crowder action in there. I had some Brooke Lopez. Uh, I played Westbrook who's could be doing a little bit better, but it, nonetheless, it's not a night that I'm writing home about, but I'm a GPP player and it's another night that I'm cashing. So, you know, it, it's anytime that you can even double your money on GPPs, you're happy about it because on the nights where you're actually doing what you're looking to do, you're tripling, quadrupling, quintupling, whatever it may be, you're, you know, you're hitting for that home run. So. Uh, nonetheless, it's it's been a profitable three, four, or five days. I think it was straight now. So, you know, yeah. knock on wood. Yeah, let's hear it. There it is. Uh, <laughs> that, that it continues. So we got we got a good slate to jump into though. So before we do, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at Manscaped. Go over there, guys. Uh, use that promo code Hoopball twenty H O O P B A L L two zero. Get twenty percent off plus free shipping off of your entire purchase. And then when you're done with that, you know, I, you you got to be Jones to bet some games with football right around the corner. First game, American football over here, Brent, we have uh, on Thursday. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are, if they're not, they should be heading over to my bookie and using that promo code HoopBall. Get 20% or twenty percent off. Get a free deposit match if you use the promo code HoopBall. Put in 100 bucks. They'll give you 100 bucks. You bet on that game, whoever it may be, whether you're looking at the Chiefs, Texans, it is a wonderful site and platform with an excellent customer service. So check them out. But we will jump right into this. We have Boston versus Toronto in this game. Series has been tied up uh, 2-2 at the moment. And we have Toronto. Or actually, Boston being favored by one. I apologize. Boston being favored by one in this game with a 2-12 over, under, or game total. I apologize. So I'll pass it over to you on this one, Bratton. With the Boston Celtics, it's kind of been getting bounced around between these main three guys. But why don't you talk about some of the guys that you're you know, attracted to in this game? Yeah, sure. So I, I kind of expect Boston to bounce back a bit here. They've lost the last two, I believe. And and I think they'll probably get themselves back on track. Uh, look, it, it's... I'm actually finding this slate a little difficult. I think uh, the the pricing, especially while well, I'm looking at DraftKings pricing as I usually do, so that we can keep it international. Um, I'm I'm finding that the pricing is very very fair, and and it's fair across the two games and across all four teams. So um, there is a little bit of uh, you're going to hear me uh, juggling uh, between a few guys because everyone's pretty much priced around what I'd expect them to be for what they're doing. So it does make it a tough lineup, and we're going to have to dig deep and 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 probably you know enter multiple lineups to get the get the goods here so if we just start straight at point guard with Kemba um, here's a guy who's kind of bouncing back and forth between low 30 DK points and and mid 40 DK points and and that here's the perfect example. So 8K, that makes that salary, is he going to come out and score 30 or is he going to come out and score 47? It's actually really tough. It makes him a little risky at 8,000. Um, but really, the, the, the salary is probably pretty nice for any premium point guard. Um, he's capable of dishing out double-figure double assists any night and getting to the line. Um the other thing is that uh, he did have low shot attempts in game four. So game five, uh, you know, I'd expect him to, to get the shot attempts back up there and hopefully the shots fall. So um, not not too bad on Kemba, but honestly, I'd probably be looking on the other side of the ball to the Raptors guards. 
Um, I'll jump into another one and then you can take over. Jalen Brown, look, honestly, at the moment, he's just underperforming a little bit. And 7500 is usually a, good, a pretty good price for Jalen. Um, and, you know, who knows? We can expect, we could expect a bounce back game here and he's going to leave me in the in the dust. But that's fine at the moment. Um, you know, I'll probably let him beat me. Um, who, who are you looking at on the Celtics? So, you know, Kemba, I think, you know, we've done several shows together, I think, uh, with Kemba in playoffs already. I've been, you know, I played him here and there, but uh, at 8K, you know, I haven't been playing him too much. Just the whole knee soreness. He's playing a ton of minutes, but there's guys that he could defer to. And at 8K, you know, you said it, Toronto guys, the backcourt has been, you know, the most attractive thing for me in this playoffs. Uh, I've been playing, you know, Van Fleet and Lowry left and right, so... I don't mind him. I probably prefer those other guys over him. Jalen Brown, I'm looking for a good bounce back game from in here. I don't mind looking at Jalen, especially knowing, like, again, I always talk about small forward eligibility because it's an ugly position, but he's playing a boatload of minutes. Uh, You know, struggled in the last one, only four of 18. Couldn't hit a three-point shot to save his life. Shot two of 11 from deep. Didn't do much as far as peripheral stats, not even an assist, but it's, it's a key cog. They need him. They really do genuinely need him. So um, my number one play is Tatum, though. That's the guy I'm going to be looking at. Uh, it, does that mean I'm going to be playing a boatload and a ton of them? Uh, probably not a boatload and a ton of them. I mean, if we get the word that Jokic is playing, you know, at a very similar price tag, do a you know healthy Jokic, I prefer dealing with the sprained wrist. We'll get to that game in a little bit, but it's tough. Um, I do have interest in Tatum. If if Jokic is playing, I will play Jokic over him even with the sprained wrist, just because I think people shy away from that. They'll deal with the questionable tag. And let's be real. These games have been lower scoring. This is a tough defensive matchup for both teams. So it's not like we can sit here and expect these games to just sit here and be like a 120 to 125 type game like we've been seeing in the in the next series. These games have pretty much been hovering right around like, you know, a 210 game total. Um and, you know, when it's that kind of scenario, I don't just necessarily say, like, all right, I like, you know, I can't like all these guys. It's only a two game, 210 game total. Uh, I have to pick and choose. So I probably won't play too much Kemba Walker. I'll probably have a couple of shares of Jason Tatum. And I think Jalen Brown's my favorite option out of all three of them. Yeah, cool. So I'm I'm kind of like you. I'm I'm leaning a little bit away from Tatum when you can, you know, get up to um, Kawhi or or Jokic at a little bit more money. I think those guys are going to return better value. Um, as you mentioned, both defenses here are, are really strong. Uh, makes it tough when when as I mentioned, a lot of these prices are right around the mark. Um, you know, we we all know uh, that Tatum's capable of 55 to 60 or even further north than that DK point games, but he just, I don't know. He just hasn't been hitting the three ball in the series. He's two of five, uh, one of four and one of six in the last three of the, um, in, sorry, in three of the last four Raptor matchups. So, you know, that's the Raptors being able to, to, uh, defend the three point line really well. And, and so that limits a little bit of upside for Tatum. I'm, I'm probably steering away from him as well. Yeah, for me with Tatum, it's all about how aggressive he's going to be. If he gets to the free throw line, um, he's good. You know, it's the games that we see him get the 55 and 60 DK points. He's at the free throw line 10 plus times. And when that happens, uh, we're cake. And, you know, this team, they, they, they just dropped two. Uh, you've got to understand that he, they know they need to ride Tatum. Um, that's, that's my mentality behind this. They're going to go to their go-to options, and Tatum knows he needs to be aggressive. He needs to be the difference maker in this series. So I'm hoping and I'm expecting 
for him just to kind of kick it up a notch with things getting a little bit tighter now and getting back to the free throw line. And if that's the case, he can definitely get that 60. Now, do I fully expect that to happen? We've seen plenty of times where it doesn't. And we do have other options we could go to. So, you know, if I'm playing 10 lineups, again, I'll probably have Jokic in. If fully, if Jokic was playing, obviously, uh, four or five lineups, and I'd have Tatum in three, maybe, yeah, probably about three. And, uh, you know, obviously in the other two, it would have neither one of them. But... Uh, anybody else on Boston? Anybody like Marcus Smart or Tice, or are you just ignoring those guys? No, you can't ignore them completely because um, we have to find value somewhere. Like, you know, we again, we've only got a two-game slate. There's high-priced guys on the board. Can't just go picking four high prices, Michael. You're going to be stuck with nobodies who don't play any minutes. So we've got to find value somewhere, and Daniel Tice is one of those guys for me. Um, you know, he, he's only center eligible, which, you know, means you, you basically stuck playing him center or in or taking up that utility spot on DK. Um, but if you're not going to play up, pay up for uh, Jokic, and especially if Jokic is out, then you've got to find a center. Um, and Tice is pretty much a safe floor type of play for me. He's averaging right around 27 DK points versus the Raptors in this series. He did have a big outing, though, that's bumped that average up. So game mm-hmm. one, he scored 38 DK points, and he's probably not going to get that done. But for me, the minutes are there at the moment, 26, 30, that type of um, uh Outing on the floor is good. The field goal attempts are there, and he and rebounds. He he gets rebounds every time he goes out there. So, look, um, he's 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 not going to burn you. That's for sure. So, if you're looking for a bit of value, um, yeah, you you, you can look at Daniel Tice. So I don't I don't mind Tice. I've actually played Tice a fair amount in uh, in playoffs so far, just because basically they have no they don't they, they don't trust Enos Cantor. Uh, Robert Williams is in- incredibly athletic, but as a young guy, you make mistakes. Tice they trust. Uh, the only issue I run in with Tice is just you know we'll get into the next game where I think there's some better power forward uh, eligible guys for even okay. cheaper salary. Uh, that I do prefer. And that's kind of where he comes into play for me because I don't love him at center, but I do like him at power forward. And then I look at some of those guys from Denver, whether it's, you know, uh, Jeremy Grant or my, my my newfound love, Paul Melsap, that I've been making some money off of, who I'll probably continue riding into the sunset. Uh, these guys just being a little bit cheaper. And, you know, the floors feel pretty similar, but we've been seeing, I think, higher upside from the other guys. So I, I don't knock it. I think it's a good... You, you say you, you trust him in cash. I'm I'm looking at it where you know I think he's a better tournament play than cash, just because he's you know five six hundred dollars more expensive than these other guys with actually a lower average over the past three games. No, not four. Like you said, that first game we saw that upside. So that's kind of where I put him in that GPP pool because we know that upside's up there at 38 points, but we're seeing uh, that average and that median, that floor, just be a little bit lower than I'd like to see to completely trust him at that salary. If he was at that forty-seven, forty-eight hundred dollar range, he'd be a lock and load, the guy that I'm playing uh, pretty much in every lineup type of guy. Okay, cool. Uh, what about Robert Williams? I mean, he's a, he's quite a bit cheaper. I think he's what thirty-eight hundred here. Are you, he's getting the minutes. He's getting some minutes enough to kind of get that that salary or make it to that salary. Are you playing any Robert Williams? It just has to work for me. He's I'm not going out of my way to play him. It's just a very capped upside, a very capped ceiling. I mean, the best case scenario for him is that, you know, a guy like Tice gets into foul trouble really early, like three before the first quarter kind of thing. Uh, and then he obviously would sniff his way onto the court, but it, it's, it's not enough, you know, for me, like it's not even like he's three K min salary, 3,800. 
uh, I'm looking for 20. You know, that's if I'm playing GPPs, I want I want 20 from you. I know yeah. two games late, we're not expecting you know six, seven, eight x from all of our value plays. But when you're talking 3,800, I need 20 from you. And he hasn't hit 20 outside of that first game against Toronto. So I I don't think I'll end up getting onto him. Uh, if it makes it works at the at the end of the day and in, in my lineup, then sure, why not here and there. But now if you're playing single entries or just building one lineup, he's probably not going to make my build. No, I'm probably the same, and and it comes down to minutes. Like he he plays well, uh, you know, performs well and gets points per minute. But it, when he's capped at around fourteen or eighteen, yeah. it's tough. Um, uh, yeah, I just I think you're right. If someone else gets into foul trouble or for some reason he's out there for twenty two, twenty five, then yeah, he'll he'll get to value. All right, man. Let's uh, slide over to Toronto. Uh, we'll start with this backcourt between Lowry and Van Fleet. Do you prefer one over the other? <laughs> uh I think it's got to be Lowry at the moment. Uh, I reckon his floor is right around where Freddie Van Vliet's ceiling seems to be right at the moment. So Lowry's just playing out of his mind. He's he's everywhere on the court. He's falling all over the place. He's chasing loose balls. He's he's pestering people and he's getting his shots as well. So yeah, I love uh, I love Cal Kyle Lowry at eighty two hundred. Um, in, in this series, he's dished out. Eight assists, seven assists, eight assists, and seven assists, and that just keeps those fantasy stats rolling over beautifully. He's also pulled down six boards, five boards, six boards, and then eleven in the last one. So, uh, for a guy who's uh, you know eighty two hundred and and in game three got up twenty three shot attempts, uh, look, you just can't can't go past him. It's just too cheap for what he's doing at the moment. Um, I I love Freddie. I love the way Freddie plays. I reckon he's uh, one of the most improved players in the league. And and the thing that I love about him is he's aggressive, but he knows his limits and he doesn't, you know, it's rare that you see Freddie Van Vliet make a really silly play. Uh, He just knows his limits and knows what he's capable of. Um, I'm paying up for Lowry in this one. I'm with you. Uh, I've been, I've been riding the Lowry train for the past few days, past, past few games. And, uh, he's just hitting playoff mode Lowry, where he is going to, like you said, be that scrappy guy that does every single thing he needs to do. He does a few things that Van Vliet doesn't do. You know, the the guard blocks randomly here and there, the extra rebounds here and there. You know, Van Vliet, he does get those double-digit assists. He could go on a hot-scoring night, and Lowry could do that well. But Lowry just has a little bit a little bit more oomph, I guess, uh, to get you to a bigger game. So I, I love both these guys. I'll, I'll keep playing, and I'll continue playing both these guys. I'll mix and match, obviously. Van Vliet gets you that shooting guard eligibility that Lowry doesn't. If that's the case, it makes sense. A little bit of a discount. But otherwise, I'm with you. I prefer Lowry more. And uh, I'm not touching Siakam. I just can't do it, man. I, I just watch him play, and he just looks, you know, out of sorts. The dude played 46 minutes in the last game and just got 42 DK points. I mean, that sounds like great and all, but, you know, I love the amount of minutes he's playing. That's fantastic, but he is struggling. So, uh, he makes sense in GPPs. I'm not going to tell you not to play him. It's only a two-game slate. You know, it's hard to just X somebody out completely. Uh, but for like those single entries, like I said, I'm not. I'm not playing Siakam. Okay, look, I'm looking at it a little differently. Uh, he had a terrible shooting night and still got to 42 DK points. So um, for 8,100, if he actually starts making some shots from from further away from the basket, he's actually just going to tear through that for me. He's not. Oh, I'm not 
centering, you know, mild builds around him. Um, I, I just think that there is enough upside in Pascal, as we all know. He's been off, no doubt about it. Um, I just think that uh, really at that power forward position, it's kind of pay up for Tatum, or, which you want to do, or pay up for Siakam, which is, I think, $1,200 less. Um, I just think that maybe Siakam saves you some money and, and allows you to spend up elsewhere if you wanted to grab your Kyle Lowry's or your Freddie Van Vliet's or your Kemba Walker's uh, at that higher price and then not have to just pack in rock-bottom basement guys around it. So, look, there's there's an argument for both. I'm, I'm not really shying away from Pascal. I think he's got um, a, a decent game coming. I think he's looked a little bit better. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but when when the power forward options drop away underneath these two guys, Tatum and Siakam, to like Ananobi or Jeremy Grant or uh, Morris, like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably pivoting a little bit between Tatum and Siakam in my lineups. I, I, I'm not going to knock you for that, dude. I mean, let's be real. If this dude was playing like he was playing throughout the entirety of the regular season, he'd be a lock and low to 8,100 playing 46 minutes. Uh, I We know he has it in him, bottom line. You know, he could have that game. Uh, I, I, I've just been soured slightly. So, I'll, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I won't have shares. I'll probably have him those shares of lineups where I'm not playing a guy like Lowry and maybe I'm playing Jalen Brown as my other exposure on Boston. Uh, you know, those, you know, and then I'll play like Tatum with Lowry. You know, I can you can mix and match things like that. So yeah, for sure, um, I'll probably have like him in like one or two, but I'm not gonna I'm not feeling in, entirely comfortable. And then you just kind of gave your your thoughts on Surge. Sounds like you're gonna be playing him a little bit, and I'm not gonna fault you at that. Fifty nine hundred, it's a very fair price tag. The minutes have been down as of recently, uh, but this is you know a big going against Boston. We know that they're susceptible to centers. Fifty nine hundred now that he's under that six k mark, we can we can stomach that price tag. He was like sixty five at some point, so I couldn't play him there at fifty nine. I, I do have a little interest though, so yeah, yeah, I've got I got plenty of interest in Serge Barker at that price. Um. Pretty much Toronto are busy guarding. Um, sorry, uh, Boston are busy guarding the the little guys and and you know a little bit of Siakam as well. So while that's been happening, Serge Ibaka just stands outside. He gets his boards as well, but he is just standing at the top of the key and launching, and he's hitting. So fifty nine hundred. Um, you know slight reduction in minutes in the last couple, but still a pretty safe play. I, I think he's he's one of these guys that we can look at to find that little bit of mid to low price um, salary to get some good value and get up to some other guys. Yeah. And Marcus Saul just has been able to stay out of foul trouble. I think he, you know, fouled out in uh, you know, two out of the four games already during this series. So, you know, Vin, or uh, Ibaka should continue to just see steady minutes. I think 22 is the floor. Uh, if Gasol gets in foul trouble early, all of a sudden Ibaka is looking at 26. And it may sound foolish, but four minutes makes a big difference when you talk about a guy like that. Um, and then I guess the only other two people really worth talking about would be OG and Norman Powell, the two wing guys. Uh, you know, they basically use Powell when, they, when they're trailing and they need points. Uh, but OG has been the guy on Tatum and basically doing his best efforts and keeping him in check. So at 5700 though, a little bit of an expensive price tag. Any interest in him? Yeah, he's bumped up a full $1,000 from the last start, I think. And, um, you know, at the start of this series, he was 4700 So now he's at 5700 It makes him harder to play him. But, 
Um, he's a fairly safe option at the moment. He's shooting well, not to mention game winners. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we need value somewhere from these ancillary guys on the board. So, again, he's another guy who's not going to burn you. Uh, he's probably not going to win you a lineup either unless he has a crazy night shooting from three or something like that. But um, look, if you're looking for that kind of flyer, I think there's other guys to look at. If you're looking for kind of a safe floor at the moment, then it's OG. Yeah, I don't mind him. Uh, not my favorite play uh, for the price. I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Uh, I think he's he's being a little overinflated. And he's the type of guy, like if I am playing a guy like Siakam, I'm not playing OG. I'm looking for one of those guys to really hit the rebounding upside that they could, and they'll cut into each other. Generally, we'll see one of the other guys rebound. You know, We'll see Abaco get his. We'll see Gasol get his in limited minutes. Uh, Lowry once in a while breaks out from the guard position. But when you're thinking about just the ancillary long rebounds, usually it's going to be Siakam or OG grabbing those, and I just don't like to generally pair those two guys together. All right, brother. Yep. Marcus off. We're not going to even talk about it anymore. He's done. Um, yeah, I'm not touching him. I'm, I, not, I refi- I'm not going near Norm either. Yeah, as as the host of the show, I refuse to let <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> In all reality, man, he's been burning me. And uh, I, had him, I had him on that one game where he had 22, and I, I've never been so excited about just hitting value in my life um, after playing so much Marcus all. Uh, we'll slide over to the next game, though. We have the Clippers going against Denver. Uh, this game is coming in at a 219 game total, with the Clippers being favored by nine points. Uh, we'll start off with this Clippers team, considering that we saw some struggles from them in that last one. Uh, series now all tied up. Kawhi Leonard, key topic at 10-3. He struggled from the field, shot 4-17. Uh, but I'm kind of looking at him from the same aspect as that you were looking at Siakam. Like this dude just shot four seventeen and still put up forty five DK points. So exactly, I, I love Kawhi Leonard. I do not mind him whatsoever. I will play him on this slate, and even with two thousand dollars more than Paul George, you know I like them both. Um, but I, I still see myself having a little bit more Kawhi Leonard. I'm exactly the same here. Like. You, you took the words out of my mouth exactly. My starting point here was four from 17, I think it was, you said, and and 45 DK points. How the hell does that happen? Um, it, it's just crazy. So, uh, it, you know, if he goes back to shooting 12 of 16 from the floor um, and and keeps his rebounds and assists up like he did in, in that that game uh, the last time out, then he, he could do anything here and 65, 70 is not out of the question. So I reckon we get the claw game where he just bounces back and puts the whole package together because he's a proud, proud man. And he won't have liked what he, what he dished out uh, in, in the last game. Um, uh, yeah. For me, it's, it's, it's balancing lineups or switching lineups between him and the other high price guy on the, on the, on the ta- uh, on the slate that we get to later in Jokic, so uh, I think anything's possible here for Kawhi. Lock him in. Absolutely, and then we'll talk about some of these ancillary guys with Lou Williams, uh, fifty eight hundred. Finally, starting to see that price dip a little bit, and now that that price is dipping, uh, Brett and I have a little interest. I'm not going to go overboard on Lou Will, but at fifty eight hundred, I think that's a nice price tag where you know maybe you are spending up on the guy like Jokic. You want to go for a guy that can still get his own buckets in this game. Uh, I think in those kinds of circumstances, I can see myself playing some Lou Will at 5,800. 
why not? I mean, and like we've already mentioned, you've, you've got to get value. So a guy who can go out and put up 30 actual points in limited time or maybe 25, maybe that's a little carried away. But you know, I get 30. Get, we'll, get, we'll give him that 30. Get, you reckon he's getting 30? All right, we'll lock him in nah, for 30. Nah, oh, End of conversation. We're done here. No, move on, move on. <laughs> Fair enough. Nah, man. I, I, I don't know. I like, like we were saying, 5,800, I, I think he, he, he's definitely capable of that, dude. He, he's point guard, shooting guard eligible. And, and yeah, I think uh, there's, you know, mid-price guy, there's few options at point guard, shooting guard for that tonight. So definitely worth a look. Well, when you're talking on a two-game slate, too, and you're trying to separate yourself from the GPP, he's a guy you want to look for because, you know, he goes out there and at 5,800, he puts up, let's say, 33 DK points, maybe 34. We'll love that value. We'll take that all day. But you're, then you're also taking, you know, talking about how he can, you know, possibly outscore guys that are, you know, 15, 2K more than him uh, in the previous game who people are going to have ownership on. I'm talking about, you know, your Kemba's, your Jalen Browns. We've seen these guys get, you know, 32, 31. Uh, and then you have that saving. So on a two-game slate, he makes a lot of sense for me, especially, you know, at that price tag. Now that he's below that 6K mark, a little hard to stomach. Yes, Patrick Beverly's back. He's not playing full limits, full minutes, and I don't care. I just want this guy to chuck off the bench. I saw those shot attempts in the last game, and it just gave me that nice taste in my mouth of what Lou Williams could do. Uh, but let's let's switch over to the front court on this team between Zubak and Harrell and Morris. These three guys, uh, you know, all fair price tags between forty five hundred and fifty one hundred. Zubak falling in the middle at forty nine. Uh, any one of these guys in the front court, you know, you see yourself playing? Oh man, you could, you could toss a coin here. Really, it's it's tough to work out what's going to happen with with Zubak and Harrell. I, I, I like Harrell for GPP tournaments because he's got the potential to explode. We, we saw it a few games back. I think he scored 38 DK points and priced at 4,500. You know, he, he's more been around that level, but this is Montrez Harrell. He, he's an animal when he's on the court and when he gets in that mood, anything can happen. Um, the, the only thing here is I just keep seeing other guys on the slate and it's... Um, just uh, I don't know, maybe maybe other guys that are a touch lower. Where again, we could save some salary staying away from Harold. Maybe looking at um, someone who's six or seven hundred dollars cheaper. Um, but again, if you're looking for GPP upside, it's Harold. Uh, if it's you know a cash kind of play, then it's Zubat for me. It's forty nine hundred. It's more expensive, but uh, you, you probably got a safer floor with Zubat than you do with Harold. What do you think? I think for me, when it comes to Harrell, uh, at this point, the way that they're playing him, I mean, let's be real. They 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 want to play him as many minutes as possible. But when you're talking about playing your studs like, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, literally as many minutes as these guys can possibly play. And we're talking, you know, Kawhi getting close to 40 and playing 40 a couple times. Uh, there's not that many minutes left. And these, do, these dudes do play the four once in a while. So um, for me, I like Harrell in these scenarios where I'm leaning heavily on that first game. You know, if I have five guys, maybe six guys. I'm looking for a couple of one-off pieces in that last game. Game, you know, almost game scripting, like it is going to get out of hand. Uh, those are the scenarios I really like to play Harold because this dude, game gets out of hand, you know, give him the fourth quarter and he's going to probably put up 10 points alone in the fourth quarter. So he's still there in other circumstances. I just have a little less confidence in him. And that's like what you said with Zubak. He maybe it makes a little bit more sense for those cash games. And then Morris, you know, small forward, power forward eligible, a guy that's floating around that 5K price tag, knowing he's playing, you know, 27, 30-something minutes. Uh, 
I do have interest in Morris. I don't mind playing him. It, it, he runs into the little roadblock with some of those Denver guys we'll get to in a minute. Uh, he's very close price tag and, you know, very, 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 very split on that at the moment. But I, I do have some interest in Morris. But uh, are you looking at anybody else as far as, you know, your Jermichael Green after that big game or Patrick Beverly uh, maybe gets a little bit of a minutes increase? Yeah, I've got a little interest in both of those guys, and it's all about salary. You know, if you want to play Kawhi and, let's say, Lowry or, or you know, mix up a couple of the bigger guys, again, got to find value somewhere. So, like, 3,600 for Jermichael Green. He's played 21 minutes and 26 in the last two, um, which is, you know, enough to get to value uh, when when he's out there that many. He dragged down five, seven, and 11 rebounds, and uh, he's a pretty good value play at 3,600. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, I think I prefer Green over Beverly. I don't think I'm going to play Beverly until the minutes restriction gets lifted a little bit. As as of right now, he's still going to be on a restriction. They have not said what that entails, but I imagine it being like you know, twenty at the most. Uh, and at that at that price tag, I mean, it's not expensive. It's a good price tag. Don't get me wrong, but at twenty minutes, I can't really have the confidence in him. So. All right, we'll slide over to the Denver side of the ball, and we'll start uh, with the backcourt. Uh, Jamal Murray, eighty nine hundred. Uh, what are your feelings on him compared to some of these other guys, like your Cal Lowry's, your Fred Van Vliet's, and your Kemba Walker? Mm, I'm uh, a little bit on the fence at the moment. I haven't dug into it enough to to make a real decision yet. But just on the surface, eighty nine hundred for Jamal. He's up against the Clippers. It's a different game here than than against the Jazz, and and at the moment I'm just leaning towards the Lowrys and the and the Freddies and the Kembers at the lower salary. So, the the one key component here though is if Nikola Jokic sits, then uh, I probably want more Murray. Uh, I think you've actually kind of gone against me on that before. It's just all about usage though. So I want Murray if 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 Jokic is out because. Who else is going to score on this Denver Nuggets team if it's not Jokic? It has to be Murray. So that's where the 8,900 salary will be uh, a sweet spot for me, and I'll, I'll definitely have more of him in my lineups. That's the only that's the only chance I play him. If Jokic okay. sits, I, do, I will play Murray, 100%. Um, I'm not going to say I'm going to 100% lock him in, but I will definitely play him. If not, I will not play him at that. I prefer Kyle Lowry, uh, $700 cheaper. That's just you know the way I've been playing things all day. I might lose you know once out of every three times, but uh, for the most part in this matchup, I anticipate that that will work more often than not. So I will continue riding that train. But you're right. If if Jokic is out, pure usage standpoint, Murray will absorb a ton of it. Uh, obviously, we'd have a lot of other guys. We'll, we'll probably talk about a lot of guys in the Nuggets because I think this is where we're going to get most of our value from, uh, especially if Jokic sits up. If Jokic plays 9700, I kind of already gave my thoughts on him. I like him. Um, I, I always like playing, especially in GPPs, maybe not in cash games. You, you, I will totally understand if you want to just, you know, ease on the side of the cross. You don't want to play a guy with a wrist injury. Uh, but for your tournaments, getting a guy with a questionable tag, having people scared off of him, knowing the upside that he, this dude has. We've seen it time and time again. The matchup's a good one. Uh, really dominated in that last one, putting up 61 DK points. Give me more of that. Sign me up. I've been playing Jokic, and I will continue playing Jokic in this series. Yeah, cool. I mean, the questionable tag is is the only thing here for me. At 9,700, you play the Joker all day. Um, He he had a a terrible game in game one, but we've got to keep in mind the scoreline there. It was just a a horrible game for the Nuggets all round. They looked like they were still still had their heads in the Jazz uh, tournament. So they came out, they were probably fatigued and and not ready for the Clippers, and we saw a a much better game from them in, in the second game. So hopefully we get that 
Jokic, the switched on, focused, aggressive and defensive uh, Jokic. And and uh, if we do get that, and I expect that we get that, 9,700's just a walk in the park. That's 47 DK points. He can do that with one arm tied behind his back. Um, and, yeah, I'm happy to build, you know, 40% of my lineups around Nicola here and, and you know, spread the other the other side to Kawhi and maybe a little bit of Tatum. Hey, I love it. Uh, and then, you know, this is where I'm looking at like the, the sweet spot, I guess, of the slate. And it's going to be trying to you know, divvy up your ownership and who you like between Jeremy Grant and Paul Millsap. And, you know, I've, I've been playing myself with Paul Millsap ever since this series started. You know, I, I talked about it against the Jazz. It just was not the right series for Paul Millsap. It's he's going to struggle against Joe Ingles at power four. The Jeremy Grant made more sense. Well, now we're talking about a team that does play. Uh, you know, Marcus Morris a little bit to four. That makes a little sense for Paul Millsap to match up against him. Uh, you know, two games over at least 24 minutes in that last one. He played 32 minutes, but we're talking back-to-back games with at least 20 DK points in that first one. He had 33. I do have some interest in Paul Millsap, even more so if we're talking Jokic is out, but uh, he's a guy that I'm looking at. And we're talking, you know, value on the slate, and he is a guy that I keep gravitating towards just because I know he has that 30-plus point upside. Uh, in a decent floor where he can he can get me by. So, uh, do you prefer one of the over the other? No, I think, they're, I think they're both great value. Uh, as you mentioned, is Millsap's minutes are, are back up in this series um, compared to the last one. He got up eleven shot attempts in game two. Um, got to thirty two minutes as well. And yeah, you, you can absolutely use him as a value play. Um, and on the other side of the coin, I think Jeremy Grant's still in there as well. If he's going to play forty minutes against anybody i'll take him at this salary um you know the minutes are up uh terrible shooting night in in game two with one from nine from the field and none zero from five from behind the arc but he's still got to 28 dk points there so that's because he's you know a, a very versatile defender and and uh you know can handle the ball uh sorry can pass the ball through his hands a little bit in the offense and uh, if he gets his shot back in this one and plays 40 minutes then 5200 is is smash territory that's uh i'm i'm with you i like both these guys i think they're i'll get good shares of both of them the only way i'm playing porter jr is if we see Jokic is milled, uh ruled out they're gonna need some offense in that case i think porter jr will absorb a ton of it and probably see you know 14 15 shot attempts if Jokic is ruled out if he's not not touching them that's just me uh, I'll let you give your thoughts on him. But then the other guy I wanted to talk about is my boy Gary Harris, who's starting to see those minutes continue to rise. I uh, played 29 in that last one, 24 in the game prior to that. So uh, 4,100, he's a guy that I could see you know, people going to for some value, but I wanted to get your thoughts on him. Yeah, I think, you know, 4,100's uh, cheap for, for any starter. Um, he's definitely going to be needed out there. You know, the, there's been a bit of talk about the Nuggets defense. And I tell you what, with Gary Harris back in the, in the lineup, it looks a whole lot better. You know, they got Jeremy Grant and, and Gary Harris running around defending, you know, two of the best players in the NBA. And they just look a lot better. So while the minutes are there, the value is there. He, he has to make shots fall to, to kind of get to this value. But he can do that on any given night you know it was only two or three seasons ago he was i think he was second scoring for the nuggets for the whole season or something like that so you know uh at the moment he, he's definitely focused defensively but 4100 and higher minutes yep uh absolutely i can play him
Your mic's muted, dude. You are the best in the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, a legend, a legend, and nonetheless, I was actually, I got caught. I was looking at, I got a little bit of a sweat going on right now on FanDuel. Uh, uh, I played, <laughs> I, played uh, I played a good amount of Rondo on FanDuel right now, and he's got five steals and 37 TK points with, or Ooh. FanDuel points with uh, eight minutes left in the game. I have a good amount of players in this game. Uh, I got. I, I'm. I'm sitting on pretty decent lineup with Rondo, LeBron, Kuzma, PJ Tucker, and Russell Westbrook still left in this game. Uh, already right. cashing. Uh, well over 335 DK points right now is where I'm at. And I'll probably finish with eight minutes left. I'm hoping around that three, somewhere two, three, sixty, three, seventy would be wonderful. But uh, we'll keep the, the fingers crossed. Got decent, decent little sweat. Nothing cool, major. Oh man, cool. But it's where, just, are you, where, where are you ranked at the moment? Uh, let's double check this right now without taking too, too much time out of listenership. I am in 150th place, uh, in a $9 GPP. And I was actually at a party before. So I only threw three in this one, uh, out of, let me, uh, let me get this, make sure I, I got this right. Uh, 9,000, I believe. So doing Ooh. fairly well. Um, we'll see. We're rooting for you, man. Let's get you home. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be one of those ones that takes home anything gold. But uh, you know, for I, you know, I did a fair amount of research. I just didn't have enough time to put them all together when I would like to. Uh, so I, I only managed to get you know three or four that I confidently felt really good about, and they're all th- they're all three or four cashing. It's just this one is uh, is doing much better than Bring the rest, on, baby. Yeah, let's hope so. But I think that's uh, oh yeah. So yeah, play uh, play Mason Plumley if Jokic is rolled out. Don't even think twice about it. Oh yeah, it's, it's yep. that simple. Uh, that's a free square if he does sit. So that, 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 I don't think we need to speak too much on that. You know what I mean? It is what it is right there. Just eat that free square. Uh, but uh, anything else you want to you know, leave some of these listeners with before we take off? No, man. I think we covered everything nicely. I always do. I think we always do, man. Uh, especially when we're getting that chemistry going over here. You know, we yeah, may man. we may be thirteen hours away, uh, but we're uh, we're in sync. <laughs> we're in the sync Pacific right now. Ocean, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if you have a quick moment, uh, just go give us a quick follow on Twitter. You know, don't even follow me. Go follow Brian. He's that's where the that's where the good information's at. You know, I I sit there. You know, I retweet stuff here and there, and I'm always willing to answer some questions. But this guy's crushing it in multi sports. He's even giving you some AFL stuff. So, uh, <laughs> Brian, why don't you why don't you let the good people know where they can find you? Yeah, on Twitter, you can find me at Terrain72, so T-E-R-R-A-I-N-7-2. Absolutely, and if I guess if you want to, uh, you know, I'm, you can find me at Mike Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A, uh, and then go give us a nice little follow or uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, available all over the place. Nice little th- uh, thumbs up, five-star uh, means a lot to us. Allows us to keep the lights on over here. Let's our presenting sponsors know that we are doing good things for them as well, and it allows us to take that constructive criticism or just that good old positive feedback and apply it to this podcast for you guys. We just want to turn out some really good product for you guys. So uh, we will be back tomorrow night. You'll hear Santino hosting the show. I have the night off, but uh, let's continue crushing, man. I mean, I, I hope uh, some of our listeners have been able to cash in. You know, generally. Uh, when I'm doing well, I just hope that and imagine that our listeners are too, because I, I try to only recommend some of the guys that I'm really gravitating towards. So that is all we have for you from everybody over here at Hoopball. Thank you guys for listening. Let's go out there and crush some GPPs.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.